Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. You can find us on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Anchor app to listen to our shows, uh, the archives. Go ahead and check those out. Uh, see how wrong I was about last night's game. Holy crap, that was ugly. Um, you know, comment on the Facebook page. You know, interact, share, do whatever you can. Help me out. I'm doing this for fun. I'm not getting paid for it. Just, you know, the respect would be nice. Speaking of respect, last night was just a complete abomination. And look, I have absolutely zero issues whatsoever. You know, Michigan State loss, that's fine. And I'm going to actually talk about the game in a few, but... Hunter Dickinson, my gosh. The guy's a clown. That, I mean, that's really all it comes down to. You can sit there and say what you want. Oh, Izzo's classless for... Uh, Izzo's classless for yelling at a player. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, he shouldn't have done it. I... I... I think that that is... That he was absolutely out of line there. Tom Izzo was out of line. But you know what? I don't have a problem with him crossing that line. And th- that's the conversation that I had. I mean, with uh, Michigan fans. Yeah, uh, he he went overboard yelling at Dickinson. But you know what? After you try to kick Michigan State's best player when he wants to be. After you try to kick him below the belt. After you stare down the bench. After you start yelling at Tom Izzo, yeah, I really don't care what Tom Izzo does. As long as he doesn't go out there and slap you. And to sit there and to have to listen to Michigan fans say, Oh, I thought Tom Izzo was about good sports and talking about Izzo's attitude. You lost that, right? When you hired a coach that leads the league in technical fouls, you lost that, right? When you hired a coach that slapped another man and you lost that right when he threatened to kill Mark Turgeon you don't get to talk about Michigan State's coach anymore you don't, if you want to sit there and say he yells a lot and he cries a lot fine he does he's very invested, he's very emotional whatever, I know plenty of coaches who coach the same way I get it But if you want to sit there and you want to say that he crossed a line, that's fine too. You can't tell me. You can't sit there and act like you're above reproach now. You can't sit there and act like, oh, well, our coach would never. Your coach is the biggest douchebag on the planet. Football or basketball, I mean, you really want me to pick? Doesn't matter. You can't talk about it. But I digress. You guys are here to talk about or listen to me talk about basketball. So I'm going to talk about basketball. Actual basketball. And, I mean, the the, the first thing you got to notice is, you know, uh, Tom Izzo's plan on the bigs. Uh, it's an effective plan. And you can't tell me it's not. You want to know why? Because it worked on Hunter Dickinson last time. It worked 
on Zach Eady. It worked on Travion Williams. And I'm not sitting there and saying, oh, you completely shut them down. You didn't. But you got wins. You shut everybody else down. You did what you had to do. Now, the problem is when you have Julius Marble play his worst defensive game of the year. And he wasn't a great defender last year. He stepped it up this year. He has fought. He's going to sit there and he's going to lose some of these matchups. He's six foot eight. He's going to lose some of these matchups against the seven foot guys that are absolute monsters in the Big Ten. He'll lose those, but he used to. I mean, I'm not going to say used to. Like what happened last night is the new norm, but he at least fought those ones. He didn't fight last night. I don't know what that deal was. I've, I've, even when he wasn't the greatest defender in the world last year, he never did that. That was atrocious. I do not understand what happened last night at all. Then Marcus Bingham got destroyed. Maybe Sissoko over the last two games has now made Tom Izzo's job tougher because now you might have to consider playing a third center. Like, that that's where it's at right now. Both of those, both Bingham and Marble just completely crapped the bed last night. And Suzoko now is starting to play up, and so now you have to consider playing him. And you still don't have a rotation now. And it hurts even more when Gabe Brown is out for the first half, when he's starting to become a little more efficient. I don't know necessarily if this is going to stick, if he's starting to find a shot, if he's starting to get confident again, or if it's going to be a situation where he fades off the map and everyone totally forgets that he's alive. Like happened earlier this year. Like happened for the past six weeks at least, up until the Purdue game. And... Look, I'm not, I'm not sitting here and I'm making excuses, but this is, I mean, it's real. Like, missing Gabe Brown hurts, especially when he's the man who's guarding Caleb Houston. He matches up size-wise, length-wise, and all that type of stuff. Um, also, A.J. Hogard's absence was huge. Now, I've sat here and... Sorry, I've sat here and I've talked about uh, how you need uh, to start Tyson Walker. I've made those claims numerous times on this show. I've made the claim that A.J. Hogard should be just a change of pace guy. Should maybe only play a couple of minutes a game. I mean, not a couple. I was talking at least 10, maybe 15. But... Hogard's defense has been incredible lately. Hogard's become the best defensive player. And we talked about Max Christie a lot, and I think Tom Izzo's actually tried to lighten the load on Christie. When you look at the fact Christie wasn't the one on Jaden Ivey, A.J. Hogard was. And, oh, by the way, A.J. Hogard, big boyed Jaden Ivey. 
like that that's where it's at and so to have Hogarth out and then you're missing Gabe Brown th- those are big losses and those losses get even bigger when Tyson Walker's not shooting his shot at what point does the best shooter on the team and when I say that I mean that can kind of sound like a backhanded compliment the way Michigan State shot no Tyson Walker has shot the ball well he's not just the best shooter on the team he is a really good shooting point guard but at what point are you not shooting when they go under screens they're giving you five feet of space and you have pulled that shot a billion times this year which is saying a lot because you've shot about a billion and one times it's insane shoot the ball And while Gabe Brown's shot may have come back, everybody else is still acting so scared. I don't get it. Max Christie passed up a couple good shots last night. Tyson Walker passed up a ton of good shots last night. I don't get how you pass those up. You've got to shoot that, especially when nothing else is going your way. You've got to pull that trigger. And to sit there and let your team just completely fall apart is a joke. That's not leadership. And that's the one thing that this team's missed. His leadership. And I've talked about it. I think A.J. Hogarth eventually is going to be a really good leader. And I think that might start next year. But right now, you can't pass those up. This is your offense. A.J. Hogarth's great for breaks and pushing the ball and doing all that type of stuff. But Tyson Walker's the one who has to, take, who has to shoot the shots because Christie can't buy a bucket. Because we don't know which Gabe Brown is going to show up. We don't know which Malik Hall is going to show up. Tyson Walker can't be afraid. And defensively, I've I've got nothing. Look, uh, this is a Michigan State team that went under ball screens. They're not supposed to go under ball screens. Everyone knows that. It's hedge and recover. Hedge and recover, hedge and recover. That's Michigan State's defense. And when you look at uh, when you look at what they did on Dickinson, I don't have a problem with that. I ain't gonna say anything about that. That's a uh, I mean that that's what Tom Izzo does. The Tracy McGrady rule. Uh, Pistons were losing to the Magic 3-1 in the series. Uh, they had no answers for McGrady. They were just like, all right, you know what? McGrady can't beat us by himself. And so they went. So they let McGrady score like 40-some-odd points a game. And the Pistons came back and they won the series 4-3. to Like, 
that that's been Tom Izzo's mo. And I, but the problem is, is you can't sit there. And you can't dig and act like you're going to help. And you can't do those types of things. And then all of a sudden have a... All of a sudden, like, leave your guys open. You, You can't do that. If you're going to crash, if you're going to run in and try to stop Dickinson, you need to be committed. If you're not going to, you can fake a dig and you can recover, but you can't lose sight of your man. And that that happened way too much last night. That happened on Houston. That happened on Terrence Williams. These are Division One players. This isn't IUPUI. These are Division One players. You cannot leave them that open. And then when you hear Tom Izzo in the press conference, he goes, we talked about double-teaming him double-teaming Dickinson in uh, the second half. I did not see a single double-team with Dickinson. I saw Christie get really, really close and dig, but there was no recovery. There was no help uh, to help Christie's, to help on Christie's man. And Christie gave up a three. Or Christie's technically responsible for it, but that could be just because the help didn't come over. I mean, I'm not exactly sure who is was going to yell at on that one. But that, but I've seen enough of Tom Izzo's defensive drills and practice to know what he expects, and to know what he expects with this help side. And what we saw last night was not that. And like I told you guys the other day, when Anthony was on, is defense starts everything for this Michigan State team. It's the be- or starts everything for everybody. I mean, it's the basketball principle: defend, rebound, run. If you defend, you can get rebounds. If you get rebounds, you can run. That's what this Michigan State team needs to do because their offense sucks. I mean, that, that's how simple it is. You run, you score, and then you can get back into your defensive sets. You can mark up. You can be where you need to be. That's basketball. Michigan State didn't play it last night. And most of, uh, and a lot of defense is effort. That's not all of it, but a lot of it's effort. And Michigan State didn't put in. They sat there, they thought because they ran Michigan off the floor earlier in the year and that they beat Purdue, they were kind of feeling themselves and they didn't have to do what was necessary to win that game. And you got punked. That's what's going to happen. The great Michigan State teams fought on defense. They fought each other. They fought for each other. And Hunter Dickinson's yelling at the coach, I didn't see a single player step up. Gutless. This team has no fight whatsoever. If you had fight, the game wouldn't have gotten out of hand like that. 
And that's the frustrating thing. And that's been the frustrating thing for the fans. It's not been a problem where, oh, shots are just shots aren't falling and so we're taking a couple L's. It's not been a problem where this team is not talented. I mean, it's not the most talented team Tom Izzo's had. It's a top 25 team. It's an effort thing. And that's where it gets frustrating. This team doesn't buy in. This team hasn't bought in. They just expect everything to go their way and that they'll just get it without putting in the effort, without putting in the hustle. That's a problem with this team. That's why the fans are having a hard time. If it was just a matter of the shots weren't falling or they were just losing to better teams, fine. But you're not. You're losing to Penn State. You're losing to Northwestern. You're losing to Michigan. Say what you want about Michigan's preseason ranking. They're not a better team. They're not a better team top to bottom. Don't believe me? Go look at the records. Go look at level of competition. Yeah, Michigan's SOS is really high, blah, blah, whatever. You're in the Big Ten. Your SOS is going to get a little lower playing Iowa based upon how high it is. This is, it's, that that's what it comes down to is it's just an effort thing. And that's where, that's where it gets frustrating for fans. And that's why fans are turning their TVs off. That's why fans aren't watching. Why put in effort to watch somebody take two hours out of your family time, whatever it may be, to watch somebody not try? I've seen some very lovable Michigan State teams that were potentially on the bubble because Drew Neitzel is out there busting his butt to get an upset. Nobody on this team is like that. A.J. Hogard, maybe. And he doesn't give you the offensive firepower to do some of the things that Neitzel did in carrying the team. He makes up for it a little bit defensively, but he turns the ball over more. That's it. I mean... And he's not leading the team. Like I said, there's not a leader on this team. Tyson Walker needs to be that guy. Gabe Brown should be that guy. I think A.J. Hogard will be eventually. He's not right now. Malik Hall needs to be that guy. Captains are picked to lead. And Michigan State's two captains? They did between the two captains, you got one half a good basketball. Thanks, Gabe Brown. That's where we're at. Uh, they got Ohio State tomorrow night. Thanks a lot to Michigan for uh, not giving MSU any real time to prepare for EJ Liddell and company. Um, Liddell, slightly undersized center. So... I think that that's going to favor Marble and Bingham a little bit more, pending if Marble wants to actually, you know, remember what it's like to play defense like he did for most of the season. 
that's where this team is at. We'll see what happens. Uh, look, I mean, given the short turnover as far as the time goes, I didn't do a lot of uh, homework on Ohio State yet, admittedly. Um, but I will hit you with the recap. What's today? Today is Wednesday. I'll hit you with the recap on Friday. Friday we'll talk a little Michigan State, Ohio State. But, yeah, the, I was disgusted by the effort. I wasn't even disgusted by the loss. I'm not disgusted by the numbers. I, I don't get like that. I'm not that type of guy. I get disgusted by effort. I didn't see it last night. Hopefully I'll see it a little bit tomorrow. Hopefully Tom Izzo gets that win. Um, because he, he can't afford to lose this and potentially just crap the bet against Maryland on senior day. Can't afford it. Not possible. That happens. Michigan State's looking at a terrible seed. And, uh, yeah, probably they're going to get run out of the tournament on the first weekend. Although this is a team that can be Sweet 16. And if they sneak in and get get into the Sweet 16 and Cinderella creeps in, all of a sudden you're playing for a Final Four. Like, that's how crazy the tournament can get. And, I mean, you know, Michigan's in the same boat. But you can't face a two or a one seed on that first weekend. You do that, you're toast. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, Obviously, we'll talk about Michigan State more uh, in regard to their uh, tournament seeding. If they make it at this point. You can't lose the next three, though. Don't make things interesting. You gotta get at least one of them. I prefer two, but just because I really want to avoid uh, the situation that Michigan State was in last year. So, like I said, that's that's where the team is. That's where they've been all year. They're this talented team. They're a top fifteen-ish team, maybe definitely top twenty-five. That. doesn't have enough in them to want want to do it I mean one of the things that I told my basketball team all the time when I was coaching is do you want to be great or are you willing to be great Michigan State wants to be great they're not willing to do it and you can tell when Howard Isley's running the same you know triple screen handoff three straight times and Max Christie's waiting until uh, his man gets around the first screen before he decides to even start moving. Just absolutely atrocious. But, like I said, we'll we'll talk more Michigan State on Friday after the Ohio State game. And then try to take a look at Sunday's contest against Maryland before we enter Big Ten Tournament Week. But, uh... That does it for us today. I'm Tyler Hayward. This is The Trouble with the Snap.